Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. <laughs> I feel I feel you. I feel you. On the nerdy den that oh, I'm showing you myself. Are you? Oh, okay. You're a Trekkie. I'm a Trekkie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, that's cool. <laughs> I'm totally cool. That I, I mean, I'm more of a Star Wars dude, but I, I definitely respect that side of the uh, the nerdy fence. I, uh, yeah, I used to be Star Wars, and then I was on the fence for so long about, oh, no, do I have to pick a side? <laughs> um, I had, like, Star Wars glasses, like, oh, ah. Oh. Ah, existential terror first song on the album like it was, uh, it was deep. see what <laughs> i did there i do and, i like that little segue yeah and yeah but then i love sir patrick stewart so you know that's always going to be the selling point i was like right sir patrick stewart's in it it's 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 star trek well, mate i haven't even watched picard yet what am i doing with my life <laughs> I was crying my eyes out. It was, oh. it was just like nerd heaven. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to jump in and, and do it. But my name's Nev. Anyway, how you going? Annabelle? I'm Annabelle. Nice to meet Hello. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nev. It's, it, it's very good to meet you. Of course, uh, the new Cradle of Filth album uh, existence is futile. Mm-hmm. I like that little. Hey, there's a little nod there too. Hey, there you go. Anyone out there knows that I point a lot at this time of night. I don't know why, but um, October twenty second, and I've been lucky enough to hear it, and it's fucking incredible, mate. This oh, thing is awesome. That is awesome to hear. I'm really glad that you uh you enjoy it. You never know how someone's going to receive an album. It's quite a vulnerable thing. Like oh, I'm chucking this out into the world. You don't know how it's going to be perceived. I'm so glad that you're digging it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I had it, I only just got it today, mm. early this morning, and then I've just been cranky at work all day. And Gosh, uh, what a way. Gosh. I haven't, I haven't gotten bored of it. You know what I mean? When you have someone loop and uh, it was just awesome. It's so good. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. No, Thank I'm you not so raving much. about it. Here I am raving yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Plug, plug how good it is. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it must be really exciting for, for you guys as well that, you know, through everything that's happened over the last year, it's finally coming out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, uh, for us, we finished this album uh Last year, so it's been such a long wait for us, a lot of anticipation, a lot of what is happening. The world has been so uncertain. And obviously I couldn't get my announcement because we couldn't get together for video shoots, for promotion. So it was a really tough time to be able to 
hold back on this this thing we're so excited to share it almost felt like a a roller coaster where you're going up like oh is it gonna happen it's gonna happen ha, ha, it's all coming together and another lockdown straight down <laughs> i'm glad it's coming out in halloween season two that is that's so cradle and um <laughs> It's Metalhead Christmas to have a album drop near Halloween. Um, very exciting. Absolutely. And the show too. Yes, the that's Halloween lovely. show. And my hometown, London. Uh, that's that's very exciting. That is. I oh, know. Uh, Danny likes to do it every year, doesn't he? Does he? What's he up to? I think it's, the- it's, it's, Palladium was, yeah, Palladium was near um, Halloween, wasn't it? It was October time. Yeah, it's weird to think. I was like, "What were we doing the last two? Oh, uh, the oh, last yeah, two years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've lost track of the years. I don't know how old I am anymore. <laughs> I'm 62 now. Do I probably am? I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you were involved with uh, Danny's other project, Devilman, before mm-hmm. Cradle, so. Yes. Did you know him for for a long time? How how did you get involved with with Danny? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. So Devon was the first time we worked together, sort of professionally. Um, so I came into Devon simply because a friend messaged me and said, "I've recommended you as the replacement." I said to them, "Don't look for anyone else. This is the girl." And I was like, "Awesome." Um, so Devon was the first time I worked with him professionally. Yeah. We only did one show together um, ever in Devilman uh, before it went on an indefinite hiatus. And our new material was written with me on, but I never released anything with them. So that didn't really go anywhere. Um, but obviously he knew me and my writing and my vocals. Mm. And we were actually looking into doing something together at the time. Because uh, he was like, oh, I love your writing and your stuff. I was like, cool. And so we were, we were like, mm, should we do something? But then uh, when the position for Cradle opened up, he was like, yo, called me up and said, can you audition? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting a call from Danny Filth. <laughs> I'd met him like backstage a few times. Um, most notably, uh, <laughs> I was at, uh, I believe it was Hammerfest. I ended up on their tour bus. And that was the first time I'd met him, met him. I was in my bright pink leopard print pajamas. Uh, long story short, um, my friend got punched in the face by a um, angry fiance during the cradle set. He had like a handful of rings and busted his eyebrow open and had to be taken to hospital. So we all run outside and we find out what happened. I'm in these like neon pink leopard print, not just pink, neon. <laughs> and I'm standing there going, oh my gosh, he gets in the taxi to go to the hospital. And I'm standing there going, he took the room key. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? And I'm just wandering around this festival in Wales in my pajamas going, oh Lord. And as I heard someone shout my name. It was one of their guitar techs at the time who I knew. I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, do you just want to come sit on the cradle bus? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> ended up on the cradle bus in my pajamas, and everyone was there. We were all chatting and hanging, and Danny was there. He was so lovely. Um, I had a really great like first impression of him. He, he like hugged me and said, "Thank you for your company." So that was the oh. first time I'd met him, like, uh, not professionally. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a story that stuck with me. That's a good story. 
He's he, yeah. he's hilarious. I've had him on the show a couple of times, and he is cheeky, and he's yes. just one of the funniest people I uh, I know. Yeah. Like he's incredibly witty, incredibly such a laugh to be around. Like he's always cracking something, and it like one liners <laughs> and just and it's he's really lovely to be around. How's how's it? Working with him though, is it because I'm sure there's times that he has to put his boss hat on, you know, the manager bo- boss hat, <laughs> cheeky Danny as well. Um, you know, do you get both those sides of him? Uh, it's weird for me, he's always just Danny, and yeah. um, I don't ever, he never feels like my boss. Uh, there's never a sort of a cracking the whip out and uh get in the cage sort of thing <laughs> he's very um it's really good like how involved he is in the writing process that like, he knows what he wants yeah and he's like, oh move this bit here or can it be more like this um so it's more sort of conversational like yeah it can be more like this or do you know what i mean like yeah yeah i think i do and whether i do or not is a <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean <laughs> yeah no he's he's just he's just danny He's just, I know him as just Danny. He's just, um, obviously, yeah, he is my boss. I wouldn't, uh, you know, streak through the streets. Maybe, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't ever feel, he doesn't ever um, come across in a way that I am above all of you. No, no he, he's never seen like that. He's No, he's no. Just he's just very cheeky. Yeah, I love him, but I am too. So um, yes, it's a it's a really uh, deadly combination. <laughs> Filth night together. <laughs> well, I mean, outside of of Cradle, you, you are an incredible songwriter and multi instrumentalist, and uh, like your cover of Wuthering Heights. Holy shit! <sighs> Thank like, you, good. No, 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 no. It's incredible because that's not an easy song to nail. But- yeah, I was, yeah, I was really nervous about putting that one out because I didn't realise that that track is is considered one of the hardest like pop songs to perform ever. Like people get laughed for doing it. And I was like, oh no, oh dear, have, have, have I made a mistake? Have I dug my uh, grave? I've always wanted to do it and I, I did it. Um, but it was really positively received Um because I love things like that. I love experimenting with my voice. And if you go on to hear me do other stuff, you'll you'll hear that I'm very uh, experimental and got a bit of a weird voice. Um, so I fit Kate Bush quite well. Um, yeah, thank you for your kind words, good Nev. That's okay. I've always wanted to cover running up that hill. But uh, well, I'm having a lot of trouble finding someone to help with the arrangement of that. Because I want to do it in a very specific way, and people just don't get it. They're like, "Is that the Cape Boot? And I'm like, "Man, it's that is a legendary song." So yeah, mm, it's always hard. pressure there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a pressure when you like. For me, I'd never cover Queen because I'm like, "Well, Freddie Mercury is a god," yes. and like, I would never attempt that because <laughs> no matter what, I'm not going to be Freddie the Mercury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I felt a bit that way with Kate Bush, but um, yeah, it was all right. What do you mean it was all right? Right. Mate, it, is hard. it is very hard. So kudos to you, my friend. But uh, I mean, did you come in with a whole bunch of ideas prior to Kate Cradle and said, like, I've got some of these arrangements. Mm. 
and see what you guys can can bring to the table there is that something that that happened w- with this album yeah it was a very they were very open and very welcoming of ideas so those three instrumentals on the album are mine um i wrote those start to finish those are my instrumentals um <laughs> cheeky self plug there yeah uh, no, it's a good one it's a good one <laughs> yeah um so they were very there was a lot of material was already sort of written by the time I'd come in, but there was such an openness to have more ideas because uh, the goal is always to make the best album you can and to make it better than what you did before, to always be pushing and striving for the better. So they were, the band were very open to have me submit a load of ideas and to work on tracks and to have that backward and forward, which was really cool especially coming in as the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't like a, right, you sit in the corner. They, they allowed me to be really, really involved and um, suggest things. It was a really reciprocal relationship, which is awesome. Yes. I mean, as you said, because, I mean, being the new guy or girl mm-hmm. in the band is a very hard thing to do, especially come in and you're like, hey, I've got these ideas. And sometimes people just go, what do you know, new, new person? Yeah. <laughs> You know, Off you go. yeah, they're like, okay. Page, new, new, yeah. Yeah. um, but you know, that it, it definitely gives the album and cradle a, a, a new flavor, a new sound that I think has kick started a new era for the band. It's very, oh, wow. very listening to the album and even like the last album, it's like a massive jump. I did like the last album, but this one, it really has its own flavor and i think you have definitely brought something to this band that has it, I, that's going to carry on for years and a lot of people are going to be saying that 100 percent. oh wow I'm, I'm gonna go really british a compliment and hide in the corner now oh <laughs> come on babe british <laughs> it's like british kryptonite a compliment <laughs> ah, <laughs> no no just melts like the witch in wizard of oz <laughs> Thank you. It is weird, like hearing sort of my touches throughout. Um, like those instrumentals for one. Obviously, my vocal is on every track. Yes, I think. Yeah, apart from one of the tracks, uh, which is uh, "Discourse Between a Man and His Soul." I think that's what it's called now. Um, which is one of my songs that um, I had written the chorus and the verse. And Phil loved it. It was like, oh my God, cradle ballad. <laughs> and then I worked with Ashok, the guitarist, and we made it into a full piece. So I'm not singing on that one, but my liar is on that piece. And um, there is, my liar is recorded on that piece. See if you can pick it out. <laughs> <laughs> so to see that like, the Annabellisms um, and to have it fit really well and to sort of find a place where you're sort of at home is a really special feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the, the liar. I mean, yeah. where, where did that, where did the love of that instrument come from? It's not a very common instrument these days. No. So I play the modern lyre and I think in the UK, there's only like three players that sort of, as in like um, professional players. So I'm, I'm rare in that, um, in that sort of world. Uh, long story short with that, I, <laughs> during my first year of, my music degree, uh, my undergraduate music degree, I, I always do this. I go, I want to play a new instrument. 
mm, I do have just have a corner. This this corner next to me is just stacked with instruments. <laughs> and I, I, what I wanted to play was the hammer dulcimer. That's four and a half grand, maybe not. Uh, oh, no. ooh, a hurdy gurdy. That's 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 four grand, maybe not. Christ. Uh, oh, okay. I found a, a lie on Amazon Prime. Actually, full circle now. Full circle. That's Amazon Prime. Plug. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just it went. And, and a folk harp as well. And it went from there. And I uh, then went on to, I found a teacher who lived in Ireland and who on the off chance was just in London at the time. And I said, oh, let's meet for a coffee. And we did. And she went, oh, this isn't really, this is like a, more like a toy. And she went, why don't you come back with me to Belfast and I'll give you free liar lessons and show you what I do. And I went, okay. And got on a plane with this complete stranger and, and stayed with her in Ireland. And she gave me a, my first liar. Um, gave me free lessons because I could already read music. The process was a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. And whenever she's in the UK, she'd give me free lessons. And it went from there. It's insane, right? (laughs) You've definitely lived an interesting life, my friend. Ah, smoke and mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) I said the same thing, but you actually have. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about the recording as well, were you all together? Did you say you were all together for the recording or you couldn't be? No, not at all. We, we one at a time, uh, one in, one out. It was, yeah, <laughs> oh, we had oh. to. I mean, luckily, the drums were recorded before the lockdown began because Martin lives in the Czech Republic. Uh, so, yeah, so, so travel would have been impossible. Luckily, that was already laid down. Um, and I think. I think Richard was in the studio when the lockdown was announced. He was like, oh, um, oh dear. But uh, yeah, so, but it did give us more time uh, to really sort of know what we we're doing, flesh things out and pick things apart and constantly improve stuff. So it worked out. It did. It definitely yeah. did. And you got, yeah. you got Doug Bradley on here too, again. Well, yeah, we do. Mate. I know. It's awesome. I know. As a nerdy dude, if you could see <laughs> here, like, you know, that's a huge, huge thing. And it, yeah. 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 I'm gutted. I could be with him. I was like, oh, I would love him just been there. And I would have just cried at Doug Bradley. Um, yeah. It's, it's insane hearing like on Us Dark Invincible. I think that's him laughing at the beginning. And that's another one of my um, songs. I, I, I wrote the beginning guitar riff, which I find hilarious. And then Richard and I um, worked on that song together and fleshed it all out. And I'm like, that's Doug Bradley talking over something I, whoa, <laughs> oh, man. this is insane. And he did it by Skype, I believe, too. So I think so. Did he? He did it over something that wasn't, yeah. he wasn't there. Because he's in, I mean, he lives in America, I believe. Oh, does so. he hear that how dare he? I know. You should be in oh. Australia. You all should be in Australia. <laughs> you would all be down here having beers with us. That's for sure. The, uh, dream. the dream. The dream. Well, where I'm at, we're okay. We're okay. But uh, <laughs> hey, have you got your vinyl yet? Have you guys no. got your own copies yet? Because this glow-in-the-dark vinyl, i got to get my hands on it. It looks incredible. I haven't got anything. I haven't got a copy of the album. Oh, oh. oh. That's my stuff. That's my swag. Yeah, um, where is your swag? 
maybe we'll get some swag. I don't know what's happening. I'll have to inquire about the swag. <laughs> Definitely the the glow in the dark one. Do you do you collect vinyl or anything like that? Are you you into that sort of thing? No, I'm too poor for that. I'm a musician. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've never collected uh, vinyl. My best friend does. I don't. I don't have space. I've got an instrument corner. Where would I stick them? <laughs> yeah, that's. Hey, there you go. See, you you collect instruments. Yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a musical hoarder. Just uh, not in the vinyl sense. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there, then again, you've got uh, there is another Aussie connection with this album as well. There's the Venom beer down here in Australia. The brewery. Yes, I've seen that. That's come out. Yes, I am very, very keen. Ha- have you guys had any sent to you yet, or anything like that? No, I haven't uh, tried it. I haven't. I didn't even know it was coming out until we were like, right, post is going tomorrow. Like, oh, is it? (laughs) It's beer in Australia. Cool. Cool. Um, I'd be curious to get my hands on some, uh, have a cheeky, uh, cheeky tipple. Yeah. Hey, you need to have a, where's a campaign saying, where's my swag? Where's my Uh, swag campaign? Yeah. Where's my my beer? Where's my vinyl? Where's my (laughs) boat? I don't know. Where's my, where's my yacht? Yes. my cradle yeah, of my- yachts, um, you know, it's terrible cop band. I know, I know, I'm terrible, I'm terrible. But um, <laughs> it was like, it's late. I don't know where I'm going with that one. But uh, of, of course, I mean, you are you are musically active outside of of uh, cradle with uh, your another project. Is it Veil? Is it pronounced? Yeah, Veil vale with an E. Yeah, it's just one Veil vale with an E. Because <laughs> it's metal, right? You got to add the you extra digits. Up. That's it. Or drop something. Exactly. Or have all the X's in. <laughs> Depending on the genre. But uh, yeah. what's, what's the what's the uh, status of that project? Are you, are you bringing out something new soon? Yes, we've just released an EP. So that's still ongoing. Obviously, Cradle is the priority with everything. And, and that's sort of my main focus. But yeah, I still do my bits and bobs. I've got... A, a, cover track coming out soon um very soon actually see yeah. i still like to, still i still like to do you know you should give me a list of covers you think i should do um what covers do you think i should do oh oh see this this is a very long list okay what's your favorite band oh no, you can't ask me that oh no yeah you're on the spot now pal oh gosh I don't know. It changes from day to day. And I don't know if I have a favorite band. And whatever I say, I'm going to regret. I lose no matter what happens here. Okay. Who's your favorite vocalist of all time? Who who would challenge you out of anyone? Because you've you've nailed Kate Bush already. You mentioned mm. Freddie before. Mm. There are vocalists out there that intimidates you that you would want to at least give it a crack. Danny Filth. <laughs> he is no, he's very impressive. He's very yeah, good. I mean, he is very. I mean, the thing is, that Danny's vocal. It's only he can do it. No one does filth like filth does filth. And he's another vocalist like Freddie Mercury. I'd be like, I'd never be able to touch that. I'd never be able to do what he does. Even if I gave it a go, it would just be embarrassing. Planning on traveling this summer. 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, so people have asked me, like, oh, can you do a full cover of Cradle? I'm like, I, I don't think that would be appropriate <laughs> <laughs> if I did a full cover of Cradle. Um, <laughs> doing all the parts, completely a cappella. Um, oh, yeah, I'd say, that'd be cool. I would say, yeah, I do it genuinely. I think I would say it, Danny Filth. Wow. Um, oh, man. That's a He's tough gonna... one. Hey, I've put you really on the spot. Haven't yeah. I? See, I've, 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 I saw Dan, my old band open for Cradle here in Brisbane. Right. Uh, it, well, it would have been 10 years ago now. But um, I watched Danny from side just watching him work and, you know, him, you know, tuning his, his in-ears and just making sure everything was just so precise. I was mm-hmm. just blown away. You know, you. Yeah. It made me respect him so much more. Seeing what he can actually pull off live, it's incredible. Yeah, really, it's a medical marvel <laughs> in, that he can still do it. Because there's a reason why only he does it. Because only he can do it. Because doing that for so long, vocally, like it. I mean, I would say it's impossible, but he's done it. Yes. There's a reason why people don't do it because they, they, they you cannot do that for years on end. But he still can. He he can and he does. And I look at him, I'm like, what did you how how have you done that? What what implants do you have? Um, <laughs> it it really is impressive. Like it's it is, it's it's it, it's a skill that like with his harmonic screams that only he can do successfully. And you know, his voice is so identifiable and I love vocalists like, like Kate Bush, you know, it's Kate Bush. It can be no one else. It's Kate Bush. And I think it's the same with Danny filth. It's no one does Danny filth apart from Danny filth. That's it. He's Mm. he's one of the most unique vocalists uh, in ever. Like I've, I've yeah. heard dudes try to replicate him. Mm. They just can't like those. Vocals, they just, they just can't. But, uh, man, you've, have you ever doubled in film score yourself? You've done all this. Yeah. I just, I never had an actual film, do it for actual film, but myself. Yeah. I, I do orchestrate 
a lot and write a lot of orchestral compositions and write sort of like soundtracky type stuff. Uh, I really enjoy experimental sort of like layering. So I've done pieces where it's all just my vocal layered, 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 layered. I love layering vocals. Um, like so, the the singles that just like calling King Chaos, like the choirs on the album, are me and John Phipps. Um, so obviously we couldn't get a choir in, and I used to be a chorister because um, I did my undergraduate in music, yes. bachelor's degree, then did a master's degree in music, and I used to be a touring chorister during that. And I said, well, I love doing this. Like you don't need a choir. I'll be the choir. Um, so for you know, calling King Chaos, the whole middle bit, the A, T, Yum, that's me. That whole middle section is my voice layered. Um, so I got to use that in Cradle. So there were bits. Uh, so the choirs that you hear throughout are just me and this other guy layering in all the parts. Man. And I think it worked. I mean, you've heard it. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm so blown away by that, knowing that I've heard it. It's. I thought that was no. That's that's incredible. That's such an incredible feat, mate. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really, I'm really glad. Yeah, the I first. I listen it again. I'm gonna listen it again in the morning on the way to work and just. Yeah, you better. You better. Okay. I will. <laughs> yeah, you'll be checking. You'll be like, you, you listening? Yeah, no. Did you listen? Did you, give yeah. me the time codes where you picked it out. Come on, <laughs> just just for, just for proof. Yeah. yeah, listen through again, and you'll uh, you'll you'll hear. It. It's yeah, just me and John Phipps. It's very, just, very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's yeah. a weird thing to say. It's like I am the choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very Kanye West thing to say, isn't it? Like, <laughs> not really. It's it's something to absolutely be proud of. You've worked really hard to to get there and and make that happen. So, oh, thank you. I'm really surprised as well. In the studio, they were so open to me to try things. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. It was such a reciprocal open because coming into an established band, you sort of think it's going to be like, this yeah. is it. They were really welcoming for new ideas, new. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that you could feel like it's a new flavor. Um, that's really cool to hear. 100%. People are like, oh, have you, have you influenced the sound? It's like, I don't know, uh, probably. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I guess like, I'm there. And yeah. um, obviously, my vocals, my vocal is there, my lie is there, my instrumentals are there. Um, but it's difficult to say from an insider perspective yeah. and not you don't know how that's received or how long-term Cradle fans are going to feel about it because Cradle's been going since before I was born. So, um, you know, there's there's a bit of a disconnect with some of like the earlier stuff and um, makes you sound a lot younger than I am. Christ, I wish I was. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that you felt it was because that was one of the big things about this album was um, it has to be different because uh, there was like a lot of comments that the last two albums were quite similar in vibe. Yeah. So this next one had to be really, I think, having someone else come in and write um, has maybe helped because uh, the last two albums, all the keys and orchestrations were done by Martin. Yeah. Um, so to have someone else come in and do that um maybe has made more of a difference than i realized um martin obviously still wrote keys and, and orchestrations but we both did um so maybe that's added some different dimensions that maybe i'm unaware of but you'll be hearing about it you definitely will be hearing about it mate and like really 
in a good way, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's what what impressed me about it. It's it, it it's very cradle, but at the same time, it's something so fresh and so new that will, as I said, I think it's going to carry the band forward in a lot of ways. And that's as a fan, as a fan, and uh, I, I think it's it's an exciting time especially hitting the road you're going to be hitting the road with three teeth and yeah. one of their own once human lauren once, hart yeah. mate lauren hart is an absolute sweetheart if you haven't oh, met her you're gonna love her oh connect us if you, if you know her that'd be, that'd be awesome um uh, yeah it's gonna be uh we're actually going on tour that's that's since to see that this year yeah. is insane obviously i'm really excited but also a bit nervous because it's like, it's so uncertain. No one's toured through a pandemic. So it's a bit of a new experience for all of us. Yeah. But at the same time, that's a great equalizer, right? Hey guys, let's tour through, let's tour during a pandemic. Um, But it's amazing to think that we didn't expect anything this year. And next week we'll be in the States. That's awesome. Next week? Is that next week? Yeah, the first show is 1st of October. Holy shit. I know, right? Time has moved so quickly. Here I thought it was like <laughs> August still. Um, yeah. I thought it was June 2015. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Man. Wow. Yeah, know, That's right? exciting times. I, like, you're going to have some. Have you toured the States? You've toured the States before. I haven't, actually. I haven't toured the States. I, I've been there um, to 70,000 Tons Festival. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, the same year Cradle were there. Oh, I know, right? I feel like a ghoul, like in the Insidious film. I don't know if you've seen it, like with the, the, I think it's the second one where like the old lady is getting closer and closer to the camera until she's fully in shot. Uh, there were totally pictures of me at Bloodstock like a few years ago where I'm in the background of Daddy Phil's interview. <laughs> and, then, and now there's just me on the poster, like deliberate (laughs) i I promise it wasn't it wasn't deliberate it just ended up that way (laughs) oh good though it's i mean it's it's exciting sounds like i mean you've gone from being a fan to joining the band so that's a special thing as well and and being able to hit the road with these guys who are now your mates yeah yeah i've risen through the ranks i've sort of i'm like a pokemon that's evolved through the many stages of music world i started doing like the journalism stuff so i was on the other side of the mic i was doing the interviews writing the reviews that's where i started and then from that i started doing pr and now to actually be in i knew i always wanted to be in the band i've yes. i've trained as a musician as a singer and it's what i've always wanted to do but in real talk, I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel good enough. Like, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I, I can't do oh, well, like all those insecurities held me back. So I did, um, they call it like being a ghost artist, like where you sort of embed yourself in the world of it, but you don't do what you want to do. Like you want to be an artist, but so you work in an art gallery. Like you don't actually, so you're in it, but you're not... And it became really painful to be on the other side and being interviewing and furthering other people's bands and working on their, like furthering their careers, knowing that I wanted to be the one on the stage. So I'm seeing that journey and how I came into stepping out into my own and going, this is who I am. This is, I am a performer. I am a vocalist. Like 
I can do this and I am finally doing it. It's a really surreal experience, uh, but also a really profound one for me going, I've, I've done it. I've actually done it. And I found some courage along the way to embrace that and go, this is me and I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. That's beautiful, mate. Thanks, man. That's, no, I'm, no, I, I mean, no, I meant that actually quite genuinely. Like that is, that is a really inspiring story because for a Thank lot of you. us, it's the same thing. You know, I'm a musician and yeah. I talk to bands and do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know what it's like. You want to, you want to be there. You want to express it. Yeah. You've done it, mate. You've done it. And it's, and that is such an inspiring thing. So I'm Thank so you. For you. So and I think it's really important for everyone to know that that doesn't mean that I'm suddenly there and everything's, I'm still insecure. I still have those feelings that that hasn't gone away. Like people think you're there. So you've got your life sorted. You've got, like, you're perfectly confident. It's like, no. I, I'm not, I, I doubt myself heavily. I have really bad imposter syndrome. I think, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be here all the time. And that's okay. It's fine. It's normal. It sounds ridiculous, but it's normal. And that's, that's okay. We yeah. all feel it. I talked to the other guys in the band. They feel it. We all do. Yeah. Um, oh, do I deserve to be here all you almost feel like you've conned everyone that you're better than you are and all, all, but that's a continuing journey for, for all of us. And no matter what we feel, we are physically doing it. There's a disconnect between what you're doing and what you're feeling. Um, there's proof that we can do it because we are doing it. No matter what we feel, it's, it's, all, it's a really reality disconnect. Um, so it's great. But it's obviously, yeah, it's terrible. Of course, it's terrifying. Yeah. Because it's not like, say, be careful what you wish for. Yes, I actually am doing the thing I want to do. And so many people are brought up, especially in the arts, that it's not a serious career path. You've got to be sensible. Oh, it's just a hobby. Like, you've got to get a real job. There's sort of like a stigma around pursuing that, those dreams and pursuing those, those career paths. Oh, because it's not. But I'm going to be sitting on my deathbed, hopefully in a very long time. <laughs> hopefully, yes. fingers crossed. Yes, yes. And um, I wouldn't want to say, I'd rather know I took the chance and it didn't work out rather than I never tried, but I never pushed for it. And it just so happens that, oh, holy macaroni, I have actually done it. And oh, that's scary. Of course, I want to run away from it at the same time as running towards it. Um, and that's okay. I, I am a human. We are all human. Yes. And we feel these things. Just because I'm on the stage, it doesn't mean I've suddenly perfected my life and that I, I know everything and uh, everything's sorted. I'm still learning and I will be until the day I depart from this little green and colorful blob that we know as earth <laughs> i got very deep man <laughs> no, no 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 that's i i love it because you've said everything that i've i've been thinking about for a very very long time so you know i'm glad someone can verbalize that because it is, yeah. it is hard and the thing i find that a, a lot of people can't do those things they don't take those chances they don't mm. even talking to you know talking to people 
like this, yep. they, they're, they're scared shitless of it. Like I, I get people say to me, like, how, how do you do that? It's like, uh, you just mm-hmm. people, but people, yeah. you've got to do Property. it. You're right. You've got to just yeah. dive in there and no regrets, mate. That's it. Yeah. 100%. And just because you're doing it doesn't mean you're not scared. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've got to do it and not be scared. It's like, you can do it and be scared. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, we recently did Bloodstock and that was my first like show in front of an audience, a cradle. That was top of my bucket list. Yeah. I did not expect that to be my first audience gig. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a warm up run. I was like, oh my, it felt like so much more than what it was. And people were like, you must have been so excited on such a high. And I felt really guilty because I was like, I was just terrified the whole time. <laughs> like I was just scared and people don't expect it. Like, Oh, you're there. So yeah. you must not be scared, but each performance is different. It always is. And there's always going to be uncertainty because you don't know how the audit's going to be. Or was the gust of wind going to blow this way? Is my mic going to blow up? Um, it's, it's a very, a lot of people don't fully realize like how that world is so, uncertain yes. there's a lot of waiting around there's a lot of money you have to put in and a lot of how much of your life it takes up and there's no like nine to five deal it's really it can be really hard knowing when to shut off because you're working on a track to x in the morning there's no one telling you to go home from the office it's a whole lifestyle that i think people don't really expect and it's a lot more work people think oh you just get on stage play and party it's like like even now what we're doing, this is work. This is like, yeah. this is our jobs to, to be here and do this. It, it's all part of it. There's so much more involved than just, I'm going to get up on stage and go, woo, blah. <laughs> and then, you've got to always be on. Yes. Because um, people go, oh, they come across so lovely in interviews. Like, well, they kind of have to. They don't want to be, they can't come across as a dick. <laughs> 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 Unless that's their thing. Um no, yeah. no, you don't want to do that. No, no. Exactly. But, uh, mate, have you ever been to Australia, though? No, it is at the top of my list at the moment because anyone who knows me knows I absolutely love birds. I have four of them, all Australian birds, two cockatiels and two budgies. And I tune into this live stream every... Well, it would be their morning, your morning, but it's my evening of this cockatoo cafe this woman just records all the cockatoos on her balcony um love like i could start pulling all the birds i have just just around my desk oh look (laughs) oh you'll love this one hello nev oh it's one of them this is annabelle of cradle of filth (laughs) that's incredible I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm very excited. It's just like, I'm very excited. I'd love to be able to come to Australia. Actually, I was, I wanted to go this year and stay. I mean, Australia, growing up, I was like, I'm terrified of Australia because I'm terrified of spiders. And I'm just convinced they are everywhere all the time and that anyone who tells me otherwise is lying. It's true. Like, nope. They are everywhere. I mean, there's one, there's my roommate. There's the, you know, they're, they're okay like eight foot like sort of like eight-legged freaks film vibe just everywhere i was like oh i'm gonna die if i go to australia like i'm going to die 
Yeah, it's the huntsman here. The huntsmans we get are like the size of my hand. Yeah. I, I, I remember we we played with uh who was it? Dark funeral? And those dudes were all suited up, ready to roll. <laughs> like paint mm-hmm. everything. And they were ba- and they were terrified of this. They were like terrified. I'm giving away the secrets here. Sorry, boys. Um, of this huntsman <laughs> on the wall. And and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. <laughs> like with the us, they're just 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 your mate Bob on the wall. Like, oh, mate, oh hello, little guy. <laughs> they don't, they're not the ones you gotta worry about. So. Yes, it's because you've seen so many documentaries of like, ah, oh, someone went to bed and there was a black widow in their sheets. And I'm like, oh, I'd be yeah. constantly paranoid. But then you have cockatoos everywhere. And I just want to lay in a field and cover myself in breadcrumbs and let them have at me. <laughs> and I have so many plans. Like, right when I'm in Australia, I'm just going to be like. Old Coast, where I am, there's mm-hmm. a place called Currumbin Wildlife right. Sanctuary. You heard of it? No, but tell end, me more. In the end of the day, you, you've heard of rainbow lorikeets? Yes. We got yes. tons of them here. They're noisy and uh, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, but you can, like, this is something even for when I was like three going there mm-hmm. and you can feed them and there's thousands of them. They all swarming because they know it's that feed time and it's like mm. a, a tourist thing. Like they just, thousands of them everywhere. It's a good time. You should... Right, Nev, you have to like send me all the pictures now, the videos, the live streaming of them. Oh, they're awesome. I love them. I love them. And that is something I said, of course, I want to come play in Australia, but I also <laughs> yeah, want to that's play what with the birds. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. That's literally on the other side of the world. And I mean, you can't really get much further away than UK to Australia. <laughs> I know, I know. But we got a lot of you guys that live here, so. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my granddad's brother lives in Australia. It seems to be like a lot of the like, people retire and just go and live in the middle of nowhere. Like, he's in Adelaide. Just That seems to be quite a popular area for um, the old Brits. Two of my best mates are English. You know, down the road. I'm so sorry. I know. They're, they're bar- <laughs> oh, I love them very much. Bastard. They're all right. Um, they go all right. But it seems the thing. It's like everyone just wants to go to the arse end of the world. You know, mm. that's where we are. You know, the, we're, we're lucky. It's good. And you're going to love it. If you tour here, everything is very far apart. But it's, it's a good time. So hopefully we get to see Cradle of Filth down here so you can experience all that rad stuff. And Australia Zoo, you'll love that too. That's up that uh, that way, where where there's all the the wildlife and stuff too, where all the bands usually go and check stuff out too. You'll have to put a list together for me. I will that's have the whole. I tell you, I'll I'll drive the bus. <laughs> yes, I, that's the word I was looking for, mm. and you'll love it. But uh, mate, I'm. We've been talking for a long time. I'm sorry, I've I've kept you. We've had a good chat. No, it's fine. It's fine. I enjoy a good chat. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out on the show. Of course, the new Cradle of Filth album, uh, Existence is Futile. I should have remembered that already. Uh, October 22nd <laughs> through Nuclear Blast. We'll have all the links down here. Annabelle, thank you for hanging. It's been really cool. You're a legend. Thank you so much. Thank you, good sir. I will salute you with my tea in true British fashion. <laughs> 
and I will tell you to stay filthy and live oh. long and prosper. That's I, there you go. Oh, there you go. Whoa. Can you do both? I can, but they yeah, you can. But they don't go back to they don't go back to uh, normal. They stay that way. There you go. Like a ah, there you go. <laughs> do you know what? That's a good sign off. But yeah. See, there you go. I could make there. a gif. I can't do both. But- Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 